Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. All right, so I, it's my belief uh-huh. that before you get married, you got to know if you're compatible or not. I realized after almost a decade that we're extremely different, but we're compatible. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? With your host, Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay, so let's talk compatibility. You said you feel like people, before you get married, you need to figure out your level of compatibility. I, yes, I feel like, yeah, you can be different, but I feel like if you're not, if you don't have a lot of similarities or if you're not compatible with somebody, how do you expect to like them in the morning? I think what happens is sometimes we'll focus too much on similarities that you don't realize that the differences in a person is what you actually need. Okay. Like when I met you, we, we are completely different people, right? Mm -hmm. You are somebody who is very detail oriented. You pay attention to the facts. You pay attention to every single cent that is ever missing out of the bank account. (laughs) Right. Every man. (laughs) I mean, but from a factual point, like I'm a, I'm a very driven person. I'm very goal oriented, but I build my goals off of my vision, like where I see myself and the things that I feel like I can do. I'm more, I move, operate and most of that off of my feeling. Gotcha. You operate off of what, how does it make sense? Calculation. Calculation, right? But I feel like the calculated aspect of you was complimentary to me. It was something that I always say, like in relationships, there's something when you find the right person, they become everything you didn't know that you needed, right? Because you feel like we have a lot of similarities. And not to say that we're extremely different, but it's within the similarities, the differences are actually the things that I appreciate more because they're the things that complete me. Well, I, I mean, I agree with you there. Um, I think you can have a lot of similarities mm-hmm. and the things that you don't do well, your partner probably does mm-hmm. and vice versa. And I think that's a, a healthy dynamic mm-hmm. uh, because what you don't want is, okay, I'm lacking in the area and you lack in that area as well, but we need it to progress. Mm-hmm. And if, especially if you're like a couple in business, if you're a couple in business, 
and somebody has a skill set that you necessarily don't have, you want you want your you want to be able to lean on your partner mm-hmm. in that aspect and vice versa too. So I feel like that I mean that's important. I I get that. I feel like there the the conversation about compatibility isn't as detailed as it should be because a lot of times when you meet somebody you move off of how they make me feel or what I think about them. But I think when you're talking long-term and, and over, over the course of somebody's lifetime, if you are projected marriage, but I think it's important in dating too, because I feel like some people would limit the amount of time they spend with certain people um, or in those wrong relationships. If they actually started to understand the compatibility of this space. And when we talk compatibility, we're actually talking about what are really not just my likes and dislikes, but how does this person fit my puzzle? You know what I mean? And so it's like, we're, we're very similar when it comes to finances, when it comes to our goals in regards to money, because I was a heavy saver, but I also have spendability, you know what I'm saying? Like I have spendability, but you bring the stability, the, I have spendability, but you bring the stability to the household when it comes to, okay, we can do this once we do this. We can do this once we do this. You're somebody who likes to eat, but you can't cook. That's true. But that's why you got a wife that can cook. Which know? is, and and I think sometimes people stay on the surface of those things mm-hmm. when it comes to the level of compatibility. Like, oh, I can't cook, so she should be able to cook. Or I don't like to do dishes. And well, to that point, I think that's why it's important to know what what your partner's habits are or, or who they are, like what they don't do or what they what they choose not to do, whatever it is, before you even get married. Because this is why premarital counseling is is important. We are a hundred percent advocates. I believe don't get married if you ain't going to premarital counseling, <laughs> uh, because you find out a lot of these uh, similarities or, or or you know, uns, ins, well, whatever the word is, mm-hmm. I don't know, but uh. You find out if you're compatible or not. And a lot of the times, the differences can be deal breakers. That's a fact. <laughs> the deal, They can be deal breakers and it can cause a lot of confusion. So it's important to know what you're getting yourself into. I think a lot of it, too, um, is self-awareness, though, because a lot of times you would look at what this person, you know how they talk about women build lists. They say women always put together these long lists of all these characteristics that I need the man that I'm going to be with forever to have. But I really feel like compatibility starts with self-awareness, because once you start to understand yourself, you start to understand what I need that would be complementary to me versus just, you know, appearance. And, you know, I'm a sucker for for your voice. You know what I mean? You sound amazing on this podcast. I got these mics sounding like um, <laughs> my God today. Amen. Um, but I said that to say it's more than just those things, but I think it starts with self-awareness. And when you start to understand who you are, I think that is how you start to appreciate the differences that other people have. And you now see them as compatible characteristics versus differences, because a lot of people bump heads about, oh, you don't like what I like. Right. You know what I mean? They bump heads about, oh, you don't like what I like or you don't want to do this and I want to do this. But it's like you talk about all the time, like I'm an extrovert and you're an extroverted introvert. Like you will come. You are like by far one of the coolest people to be around, but you got to be around you to get (laughs) that person out. You know what I'm saying? But if I wasn't a hostess. Yeah. If if you wasn't a hostess, I don't even know what my social life would be like. Because like you said, I told you, you keep me social Uh, just because. That's what you bring to the table. That's that's what you like to do. And 
it it does help me in a sense mm-hmm. as well. It, it gets me out of my shell, whatever it is, you know, for for people to see me with, you know, with my legs kicked up and, and a whole different side of me. Because your legs are always kicked up. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, and right, I think right. that's I think that's important, though, because you actually helped me to see the business acumen side of myself of like the things that I was capable of versus the things that I was comfortable doing. And you brought those characteristics out of me because you were willing to kind of guide me, help me and be a leader in that sense that really helped me see that. But I think one of the most pivotal, pivotal things that we did was start taking personality tests and we kind of touched on it when we talked about uh childhood trauma we mm-hmm. talked about the love styles or attachment styles i think it's called um but we take personality tests so often because i think it gives you the op- opportunity to really deep dive into this other person and into yourself but when you when you have like you know it's how it's like you could say like that's just how i am mm-hmm But us looking through the lens of personality tests has put us in position to really like, oh, this makes sense. Like, you remember that one personality test we did? I think the first one we did after the attachment styles, when we talked about the avoider and me being a pleaser was when we were in business and we were talking about the colors. Correct. And I found out that I'm a hardcore uh, red or winter or a shark. And sure, my husband sure. is a hardcore green yeah. fall, fall sea urchin. Yeah. Fall mindset, fall mentality. And so can you kind of break that down, like what, what that looks like from your perspective? All right. So when I was when I was listening to uh, what a fall is, pretty much, mm-hmm. uh, fall is typically the person that's very, very analytical, um, very, very laid back personality as well, though. They like a, a million facts before making a decision. Now, here's some of the things that, that they do, though. Uh, they can have uh, analysis paralysis, mm-hmm. so they th- can think too much. And I started really resonating with this stuff. I'm like, dang, you're right, man. I can think uh, through things like five years down the line. Oh, my god! You know? So they, they bring a sense of stability, though. They do. To a household. They bring a, a sense of stability. Um, they're typically more business-minded people, mm-hmm. uh, very punctual people. Uh, you know, so all these different things I started hearing, I started understanding, like, okay, this is why I am the way I am. It's because it's not because uh, it's a flaw. It's it's just my personality type. It's mm-hmm. you know how I how I operate day to day, and it's how I'm motivated. They, they're motivated completely different uh, than most people. Uh, typically, you know, it, it could be something. The best motivational speaker is speaking or whatever it is, and on the inside, they're they're really really motivated, but on the outside, you can't <laughs> tell. You know, <laughs> and and all these things, I'm starting to hit. This, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. It's so true, you know? It is. I, I live with you, so I agree 100%. It's so, so true. So hearing that stuff, it allowed me to start understanding more about myself and dissecting some of the things that I, I do on a day-to-day basis or why I think the way I think. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes we even feel like the way we think can be, it could be somewhat of an insecurity. Like, why do I think this way? Why do I feel like this uh, all the time? Or, or why do I think things all the way through instead of just acting on my emotions and stuff like that. Why am I not as emotional? Because that, that was one of the traits too. Somebody that's a fall, that they're, they're not really the emotional type. Um, and they typically, they come to a room, they leave a room. Oh my gosh. We talked about that already, right? Yeah, we talked which, about that. Which coincides with his avoiding, his avoidingness. Yeah, but that's, and, and that's part of how, you know, part of how you grew up. So a lot of the stuff that, you, your personality type has a lot to do with how you were raised and your upbringing and so many other things and factors into that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people walking around grown as heck, 
and have no idea what their personality type really is. They don't have any identification of what it is. Right. And I think even for me, when it came to business, this was like one of the most pivotal things that I feel like I ever learned was learning how to communicate with people based off of who they were, because I would hate being on the phone with a you because you were asking too many questions. And I'm like, didn't you hear me say how we about to make this money? Like, what else do you need to know? Or, you know, I was coming, I was talking about money to people who wanted to impact the world. So, um, you know, these are people that are like, y'all really don't care about the money. How can we, how's this going to benefit people? Um, and then you got people that don't really care about none of that. They just want to have a good time. And when you start to learn how to communicate with people based off of how they hear, I think everything changes. And so when I start making decisions when it comes to our relationship or I'm making decisions about our marriage or things that we're going to do, I have to I have to channel channel my inner you in order to make the proper what I feel like are proper decisions in our family, because I'm thinking the way that you would think about it before I make decisions. Let me ask you this. Because why, why, why do you think that like because you have a personality type yourself? Yeah. But why do you think? My personality type is the way you need to be thinking in order to make certain decisions. Like why? Because is it's factual and it 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 goes through all the details. My personality type is a red, right? I am a person that is driven. I am highly motivated. I'm highly competitive. Um, but I just want to get to the money. Like you don't have to give me any explanation. You just got to tell me how we get into it. What are we doing? How do I need to do it? And I'm going to go execute the plan. I'm a very, I'm a highly executional whatever that is, person. Like, I'm not the person that's just all about ideas, ideas, ideas. I'm the friend that people come to when they want to flesh out something. Like, hey, this is what I was thinking. How can I go about executing said thing? Because I'm an executor, um, I'm ready to get to it. And and um, I think because of that, I can miss some details because I'm so quick to act. Mm. And that's where we talk about complimentary, whereas the person that I'm partnered with, the person that I'm connected to, you know, we always are now, especially in where we are now, um, going into our 30s. Now we have a kid. It's like everything we now discuss because we need both perspectives where you talked about. Um, you, you know, analysis paralysis, but I operate off of vision. Correct. So like, I'm the person that's like, you know, babe, we got this, we can do this. And I believe that th- if we do this, this, that, and that, and you at that moment would allow me to lead in my gift of mm-hmm. personality. Like we've accomplished a lot of things in business together based off of who I am, mm-hmm. but we've also accomplished a lot of things and, and been set be- through our business. You know what I mean? Like the stability of our business and the stability of finances as a family came from who you were. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think that's why it's, it's really, really important. Because remember, we got into this argument and I said, I feel like you're so gullible. Yes. <laughs> I said, I feel like you're super, super gullible. Uh, you say yes to everything and you don't really think things through. And that's kind of how that's I didn't know how to communicate what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I also wasn't aware of your personality type at that time. Mm-hmm. So any couples out there or somebody that you, you may be interested in, you're dating right now. You could be feeling these things and you don't understand like they operate a certain way because of something. And, and But it's it's crazy because what you would consider gullible is due to lack of detail. Correct. But, correct. And, and that was wrong choice of words. Exactly. I mean, wrong choice of words. But, you know, let's say that. I mean, that's what was said. So yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, go with what, go was what was said. Yeah. Because that was what was said. I, w- I didn't take offense to it because I understood. I also know that 
what you consider gullible was some of the greatest decisions we ever made in life. That's true. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't focused on how it makes sense. I was focused on where we were headed and what I could see and what I could envision. And so that's where we talk about, like you can be complete polar opposites in that sense where I'm a visionary. You're a fact, a fat guy. You know what I mean? We both want the same thing. We both want the same goals. Exactly. But we, we go about them two different ways, but because they are paired together, it makes it work perfectly to whereas, you know, I'm the person that's like, you know, look, Let's go spend the money. Let's go, you know, let's have a nice day. You know, we work hard. Like, let's go, let's just go to the mall and swipe the card till, till we want, till we don't want to anymore. And you like, no, nah, let's just save 95% of it. What are we doing? <laughs> why, why are we working so hard and enjoying nothing? But being who you are, it, like I said, it, that has created a lot of stability in our life because of the, the, the restraint that you've helped us create, you know what I mean? Because sometimes we, I, I, I understand that sometimes because of my personality type, I can make quick decisions that don't focus on long-term. I'm more long-term when it comes to business decisions, mm-hmm. but not necessarily life decisions. And I think what's, what's cool is that as a couple, you, you can learn from each other. Like oh, I yes. take like some of that stuff that, that, don't think about it twice mentality. Sometimes I do take that. We did it today. I take that approach. We did <laughs> we did that today. And I and I try to do that every now and then and be a risk taker because you know, the fall mentality, we're not we're not big risk takers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and for so long you could be trying to figure out like like why you know, why am I tipping on some things? Like I ain't trying to take that risk. I'm more calculated. And you're trying to figure out is something wrong with you. No, no. Embrace how you are, but also learn how to grow out of who you mm-hmm. are and, and, and be another expand. version of, yeah expand yeah, who be, you are be another version and like i said the same thing with me as i've learned how to how to think through some things um versus moving so quickly you know and i'm just a faster thinker like i don't necessarily sit and dwell on things right. but i have started Correct. to actually okay let's weigh the options let's weigh the facts let's look at some of the stuff but my my process isn't gonna be as long as yours um and even so so that was our first like introduction to like oh this makes so much sense. Like, cause I used to feel like he, I just felt like he was combative. Like, why won't you let me be great? Why don't you see that we're just, this is wonderful and it's going to work out how it's supposed to. And you don't have to know. And, and, but it allowed me to embrace him for who he was, but also start to embrace those qualities for myself to see how can I grow as a person on all aspects of that as well. But I think the one that really changed the game was, I think it was like a 16 personality test where I found that I was an entertainer. Yeah. You was an entertainer. Um, and was an entertainer, uh, personality. Yes. A hundred percent. And 100%. we found out you were a logistician. We didn't even know what logistician. That was. So if you're listening or you're watching this, look up logistician. What it means? Yes, we're wow. we're gonna we're gonna put these quizzes. I mean, yeah, we'll put these personality tests in um, the show notes so you guys can take them because I, we definitely want to hear from you. And you know, um, shout out to y'all who are already in the comments and and writing writing. Um, or or having conversation and we're talking kind of about these things and through these things and we're getting your opinions as well. But we definitely want to hear about your personality types. So we're going to definitely drop that in there. Um, but finding out that I was an entertainer made my life make so much sense where it all ties back into that whole love style thing we talked about a couple episodes ago, which is how you grew up, which where um, people pleasing has as a, an adult turned into 
you just like to entertain. I like to have people over my house. Like I like to, I like to cook. I'm like, yo, nah, just pull up to the house. We got, I got the alcohol. I got the food. Y'all just come and have a good time because I like to host things. I like to help people feel comfortable. Um, I like to help people take a load off, you know, um, just because they're in our space and in our presence and, um, be able to feel like when they're around us, things are changing for them. Um, just because they got a, a day off, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just an energy yeah, absolutely. thing. Um, but, but being an entertainer is a person they like, like, they were like, this is the person that um, breaks out into song and dance all the time. I've done that quite a few times on the pod oh already. Goodness. And Mike was like, oh, that was the first sentence. He was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, wow, this makes so much sense because this is real. Um, this is me as a person for sure. Um, but what was crazy about you and this logistician thing was where it said that people like him, they like all the mundane activities. Like, the, Yo, that is true. Oh, they man. said, it wow. said. They like that. doing stuff like the family taxes. Y'all, when I tell you, we get, we was on the phone with our yeah. CPA. I have like a super check engine light. Just I shut off. It's over. I'm gone. Yeah, I've never seen you check out like that before in my life. <laughs> she was like, I think it was about 10, 15 minutes in. No, no, no. I was I was there for like t- at least 24 minutes. Okay, whatever. You started declining very, very fast. Call was 90 minutes. Call was 90 minutes, and we had to sift out a lot of stuff. Oh my you know, God. we had to get through a lot of things because, you know, cr- you know, got and the eyes crossed the like, T's. You're the fact, I don't care about any of this. You don't. You don't. And you don't have to. That's Did the we thing. pay the taxes? That's the beauty of having <laughs> a partner and having differences and, and, you know, and still being compatible, like you said, because there's roles sometimes that, that you have to play. Mm-hmm. Um, as business partners and as, uh, you know, as regular partner. And that's one of the biggest roles in our business partnership. Yeah, no facts. Is that you don't really worry about stuff like that um, because I got everything on the back end. I'm taking care of those things or, or I'm definitely checking on these things uh, from a day-to-day time, time frame. So I think it's important because I understood that. I understood it immediately. I'm like, babe, you can go. It's fine. I literally, I re- you can, now you, you can when, when he scheduled these calls, like, hey, we have a call. We don't. We don't have a call. Uh, I, mean, I got like, a call. Hey, girl. See y'all. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, and, and it is what it is. And I don't think nothing of it. Um, but that's that's why it's important to understand your your uh, your partner's personality. And Let what me they ask like. you this: When did you realize how different we really were? I realized it when we moved in together mm. and started living together. Enlighten me. Um, but also. I think I realized that when when we did start really getting into business together mm-hmm. and kind of seeing how you were motivated and how I was motivated and how differently they they kind of coexisted. Mm-hmm. But I started I started seeing those things and you know we've had so many conversations or even I guess arguments definitely that arguments. would definitely show the differences there. For sure. You know, I don't I can't even remember back to one but We've had so many, so many uh, conversations around so many different things that I understood that, okay, she's not trying to process the way I process things. She's not looking at it from the lens I'm looking at it. And you've made a point to let me, let me look at it from this mind frame. Mm-hmm. And that kind of helped me see, okay, cause I, and I'll, and I'll be uh, honest with this. I used to be like, no, this is how it is. You know, like this, this is what I think. I think it's the best decision. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of rubbed you the wrong way. It, it, I wouldn't say rubbed me the wrong way. It just made me feel like I didn't have a place. Correct. Whatever that conversation would be. 
um, or that topic of thing in our family where, you know, then it will be like, then when you were ready for my actual opinion, um, in a, in another scenario, I wouldn't have anything to say because you've already made it known. I, I don't feel like I have a place here in this conversation because you, you, you're telling me what it is. Most of the time is money. Most of the time when somebody asks yeah. anything that has to do with money, I just look at him and, you know, I, I've settled, I've, I've made a peace with that. I don't feel the same way I used to, but we used to have conversations where you just, well, what do you think? I'm like, it doesn't really matter what I think. I don't feel like I have a place in this conversation because at the end of the day, it's going to be whatever you want it to be. And so why don't, why are we even going through this? Why, why are we even asking me? Because it's going to boil down to you. And I think that did, you know, we had a lot of conversations and, and disputes and disagreements around that because there was a point where, and I think it was after you left your job because prior to that, mm-hmm. I handled all the family finances. Yes. Prior to that. Well, do you remember why we had got into it? Yes. Like, Cause he over here like, where's the money? and why? <laughs> Shut up. Don't worry yeah, about it. It was, <laughs> All the bills are paid. Like I feel like you took so when I came when I came off work and I started like paying attention more to certain things. I felt like you, you did you felt attacked. I did in a sense, and and all I was trying to do was getting understanding because if I had to fix something, I needed to know what was what was really going on. But that and the that questions now, I was asking, but it was because of approach and because we didn't understand correct. each other and that magnitude at that time it was hard to accept what you were really saying or it's like if you ask me now we have the conversation differently you know what i'm saying if we're having conversations about about finances and stuff like that it's significantly different than it was you know that was that was after we got married so 2019 and it's just like i felt attacked because it was like my it felt like my place in the family especially because you were working and so you're i i couldn't find a job at the time you know what i mean i was building my business and all the kind of stuff like that and so that felt like my place where i contributed to the household because i couldn't contribute to the household financially yeah. mm-hmm. and so when you now were in a place where you were trying to take it. It felt like you were taking it from me. And you weren't, but we just didn't understand how to communicate our differences in the matter of money. Yeah. And I think these are important conversations to really have. And we, we put together uh, what we found out. We read um, about the seven pillars of compatibility and conversations that need to be had, you know what I mean? Going into relationships of any sort. And of course, finances is on there, you know, Finances is always on there. I think it's the biggest one. That's why we're harping on it right now because it is probably the biggest thing. It is. Couples go through. And my parents, my parents, they're marriage counselors. And, and when we ask them what are the three main things that that ruin relationships, they say it's communication, finances, and sex. Yeah. Every time. And I feel like it's 100% real. Um, but we're going to talk about these seven pillars of compatibility because I think they're really, really important. The first one being life goals. And so... Life goals being like, do you squeeze the toothpaste in the middle? How is that a life goal? Or do you push it? No, just playing. Life goals <laughs> being like, um, they're basically talking about like, what if what if I want kids but you don't? Right. You know what I mean? Um, if you expected it to be a two parent, I mean a two income household from the work standpoint, but I want to work. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I want to be a caretaker. And so I think life goes, let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Like how how would you feel if I said I, I didn't I never wanted to work in our marriage and I just want to take care of our kids? Um, that 
I don't know. I felt like I would have felt two different ways about it. Okay. Um, because I've always envisioned having uh, two incomes, two working people. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's just what I saw growing up. Me too. Um, so that was the example that was set in front of me. Um, but then on the other flip side of things, and me now being a father and and seeing, uh, how important it is for the mom to kind of be around mm-hmm. and how they cling to the mother. Oh my gosh. It's it's something crazy, you know? So (laughs) I could understand why somebody would want to be a stay-at-home mom. So I couldn't necessarily fault somebody Mm -hmm. in that. Um, So I I would feel both sides. I would be like, man, uh, I kind of want want a two-person household, a two-income household. Um, That would put more strain on me, which I don't, you know, I don't necessarily care to an extent. Mm -hmm. That could be a a big strain. It is what it is. Um, But I feel like, Hearing that initially mm-hmm. before marriage, that would set off some problems where we would have to really discuss some things. Like, okay, so you want to be a stay home mama forever, ever, or up until they go to school? Because, you know, and I think that's where you got to start getting some clarity. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, how long do you want to not work? And I think sometimes when those conversations start being had, they get taken for what that, con- what that, what that one phrase was hey, I want to stay at home. I no longer want to work. I want to quit my job. I want to do this. And now it's like, what? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. You going off, but it's not developing the, Hey, well, our kids are young. Our son is, he he'll be one in June and I want to stay home until he goes to preschool until he's four or until he goes to day. Like, you know what I mean? It's having that level of conversation to see, are we on the same page with this? Are you comfortable with now? You grew up in a two parent, two income household. I grew up in a two parent, two income household. Um, both my parents work, but I had friends where, you know, the dad only worked and the mom worked. The moms were caretakers. And I always, you know, I thought something wrong was wrong with my family. Like what's going on? Like why, <laughs> why is my mom not at home with me? You know what I mean? Um, and I think sometimes how you see other families growing up determines what you um, want for your life. But I, I definitely wouldn't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I mean, I'm technically a stay-at-home mom based off of entrepreneurship. Like, I yeah, don't think they're the same it's thing. A different, it's a different ballgame <laughs> now. A different thing. But I think I think some, like, a, a lot of people aren't truthful with their partners about that. Like, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll just stop going to work and just stay at home now and you won't ever go back. Mm-hmm. And the partner's trying to figure out, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And you're not you're not voicing that. Hey, this is I want to be a full time mom. I just want to you know this is what I want to do right mm-hmm. now. And they're not having that conversation, and I think it's it's unhealthy because now you start to resent each other because of unspoken conversations. Will go back to what top three things: communication, finances, and those two tie in together. But with no communication, and when money gets funny, the sex always gets effed up. Correct. Correct. And that ain't okay. It's not. We gonna get into that. <laughs> um, the second one was love laws. So like love styles. So we talk about if you've another personality test. We'll add this one too. Is the five love languages. Okay. We took that one where they talk about like um, I think it's very the five love languages is very important because. We often try to love people the way we want to be loved, but we're not giving them what they want, right? Like, my love language is touch. My love language is quality time. But my husband's love language is words of affirmation. Yeah, I guess I was about to say, because I really really didn't know. Words of affirmation affirmation and quality time. 
Definitely. Like my husband wants to, we want, he wants to spend time. Like, although he likes his solo time, his solo time includes me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's words of affirmation. It's telling him he's done a great job. But if I just continue to touch you, I mean, if I just continue. <laughs> if, if I just be out here. I mean, that's a love language too for a lot of, for a lot of dudes. You know? <laughs> I don't think it's a love language. That's just what Yeah, that's just like. us. That ain't a love language. Right. But my point is, like my mom was like that. My mom was not a toucher, but I was. And that's how I wanted to be loved. My mom used to be like, bro, get off me. <laughs> like, mm, but, imagine. and it's crazy because I mean, my, our son is so, Caden is all over you. Like he, when he is, when he loving you. He loving you. He's all over you. He's flipping on your face. He's doing all kinds of stuff. Correct. Um, but I think that's important to understand, okay, well, if my son becomes a toucher, if he becomes a person that needs <laughs> not so a toucher, that sounds crazy. <laughs> sounds um crazy. but if he becomes a person where his love style, his his um love language is physical touch, but I don't hug you and you want hugs, and I'm like Yeah, no. what what kind of like I'm just not giving you what you need. Lasting effects does that make? Also, right, which I mean, this whole thing, it keeps tying back into the How We Love book. But that stuff comes from, I feel like that only comes from the fact that you are trying to, like, because I don't like physical touch, now I'm not hugging my son who likes physical touch because I'm not like that. But that's me showing love based off of how I want to be loved versus giving the person what they need. That's like you saying you like acts of service. You want you want a clean house, but I'm giving you gifts. I'm buying you Jordans every week. Yeah, it's complete. You're going to always have friction. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the love language thing, I mean, I think that's super important. How do you feel about it? Um, I agree. Uh, I think it's important to know your, or at least be, be curious in knowing your partner's love language and even yours too, because a lot of, I'll say this for a lot of guys, I'm pretty sure we don't actually really know. Mm -hmm. We don't know until we probably read up on it or hear about it. And you can identify with it. Oh yeah, that's me. I can, I can see that. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause that was me. I had no idea what my love language would be. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Physical touch me. No, I don't, I guess I don't know. But until it's explained, you won't know. And to hear what yours was is now, now you know how to love your partner. Now you know, okay, you know, I ain't, I ain't similar in this aspect, but I know how to love her in this way and meet her this, this way mm -hmm. for her to feel um feel loved. And that's not just with um relationships um like husband, wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. That's with your friendships like Yeah, that too. Yes, you know what I'm definitely. saying? That's that's um I'm a I'm a very show up kind of person and it took me a long time to not be offended for people not showing up for me. When that's just how I like to show love. I show love by showing up for the people that I love. But I can't be upset because people didn't show up for me. You used to. I, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I had to identify that. No, Brett, that's just how you show love. Though. Correct. You know Correct. what I'm saying? And that's okay. But show love the way you want to show love. And, you know, but you're doing it with the intent of this is just how I feel. And this is what I want to do. But not this is what I expect from others. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that's super important. You want to read the next one? So the third one, yeah, I definitely want to read the next one. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Third, I didn't even read it for me to say was that the one that you of compatibility, to read? sexual need from polyamory to sex. Couples who have similar views, sexual preferences, and desires tend to have longer lasting and healthier relationships. So my question to you is: <laughs> Don't ask me anything. You elaborate on what yeah. you need to elaborate on. You do not yeah. need to ask me any questions. Do you think we are sexually compatible? 
and, and what I'm really asking is like appetite. Like, oh no, we're significantly like different when it comes to that. But I feel like that's a male female thing. Well, let me not say that because there are some females that have a high sex drive. But I just feel like you've told me that you were like, <laughs> like, like if if women if we had to have sex the amount of times that men want to, we would die. <laughs> I mean, that's it's true, but it. it that's not how men are thinking when we first, like, one, get into marriage and live with our woman. We're not we're not thinking like that. We're literally thinking, okay, every night I can finally do what I need to do. Every but night. I think that's and based not, off of... It's not true. It's not true. But it's based off of, like, I, we, we just broke this down, like, probably a couple of years ago. We were talking about this when we were like... When you are in a relationship, when you don't live with that person, you think what you think is frequency isn't. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like if I see you once a week or when we were living long distance once a month, like what you feel like is frequency isn't as frequent as you think it is. It's because you don't see this person. And so it's always it's a consistent situation. Yeah. But now when I see you every day. Yeah. I th- what's up, bro? And, and for <laughs> and for. For men, I think it's it's a maturity level uh, mm-hmm. that you kind of got to reach experience to. And I think we're not really taught this as uh, any male. I don't think any male is really taught this um, as far as when you get married that, bro, you're not going to have sex every day. It's not even physically possible for her, you know, and that, and we come into this, we come into marriages with this false mentality mm-hmm. thinking that we're going to get it every night. And we expect it. We're and very then, sorry for you. And then lost. we're pissed off. Thing is, we're pissed <laughs> off when it doesn't happen. But again, because of lack of communication, and this is where premarital counseling is so important. Because there, I mean, at least the course we went through was just called "Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts." There was a whole we we had a whole night on that because I don't think I think sometimes you go in there with false expectations but they're not communicated so it's like oh you I I just thought that you were going to cook and wear an apron and no clothes all day for the rest of my <laughs> life and I'm like but you never told me that that's what you were expecting or looking for Correct. so you have this fantasy that's been created that you haven't articulated so now you're upset about something that I don't even know about and no one with wisdom told you hey bro uh don't don't expect this don't expect this <laughs> Why do you and not, not that? and not in a bad no, but not in a bad light. In a realistic light is what I'm saying. In a mature light, like bro, do you really expect that she's going to do this forever, all day, every day? <laughs> she's not a robot, and neither are you. You know, and, and there's so many things that we come into marriages with with these expectations that are unrealistic for our partner, not and bad. that's where the growth has to come in and understanding. These seven pillars of compatibility. You said something that I think we were having a conversation when I was pregnant and you were talking about something that your sister had told you, because um, I remember even in premarital counseling where, you know, we were talking about that and um, shout out to Mike again. Mike was like, bro, what are you going to do when she has a baby and you can't for six weeks? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't think people, you know, I don't think sometimes men put that into perspective because it don't really be six weeks. It's really the weeks that be leading up to it. It could be after six weeks. And so you might be at two, three months unbeknownst to you just because you just knew, oh, six weeks, she back at it. You know what I mean? It was a set, you know. And so, you know, kind of share with them like what your mind frame was when now 
we're transitioning into a whole new season of life where you go from being newlyweds or, you know, and because and, I had some challenges health wise during pregnancy that mm. made a lot of our life different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think my uh, my mindset towards it was she she has a, a baby boy pulling on her all day. To this day. To this day. But all day long. And it's, and it's brand new for her. It's brand new for me and it's definitely brand new for her. So someone's pulling on you all day, needing you all day, and literally getting their 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 food from you. And then the same in the same breath, you have this grown man trying to pull on you all day every every day too. It's it's just like it's a lot it's a lot for a woman to take. Um, you know, especially with no rhythm involved. Like like you haven't even gotten used to this mm-hmm. this kind of lifestyle. And so uh, the six weeks, I, I I had no, you know, I had no expectation of anything. I, I knew what to expect. Uh, I had to really, really understand, like, okay, a human just came out of this woman, you know? <laughs> I got to I gotta be able to give my wife grace. A hundred percent. And that takes a, a certain level of, of maturity, too, and, and, and understanding that we don't always get. And men, we don't always get that. Um, it took me some time to kind of wrap my head around that, but once once you are going through it, you have to understand, like, man, it's so many challenges or or differences that's about to happen in your life that things are not going to be the same now. Now, what changed a lot of stuff that uh, changed was, you know, I want to say not 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 even frequency. It wasn't frequency. It was just coming back together. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, finding finding the, very... yeah finding the chemistry back together because there is a baby probably right in between you all now or for sure always you know crying so so you're looking to to take care of them and we're we're looking to take care of them so it throws off your rhythm and your compatibility i feel like then too sexually yeah no i mean it definitely took it took it took a while um because i feel like for me for me i was just afraid like i'm like yeah mm. I talk about that. I'm I'm not with it. Well, first of all, let's just say that, that might be I was a whole another podcast. That you know. definitely is on a black podcast. But I I got a little black magic, um, and you know I I had, was hearing from people what their experience was like, um, when they came back together with their husbands or um their boyfriends or whatever, and it was always just horrible. And I was just like, bro, horror not I'm not with the horror. Like I do not, like I've already just pushed a whole person out of this. I just, I just had, you know, these contractions that felt like death. Um, you know, I I've been in enough pain. It also was challenging because I'm like, dang, like I got to hurry up. Like I got to heal up. Like my husband is out here waiting. He's out here, you know, <laughs> in the desert dry land and <laughs> Lazarus, he, he needs to walk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like at the same time, like where you have your personal, like I really, I'm not even ready for this. I'm, I'm actually afraid of it. I'm not rocking and shout out to my, my, um, midwife, Brittany, you know, she was amazing. And she just like Brett, look if you're not ready you're not ready don't even try to force yourself to do that because i think the full process of pregnancy and delivery and recovery postpartum is not talked about in depth to where you don't even know that they're like i didn't know this until i went to my my postpartum visit or whatever that your uterus is scarred because of all the stuff that's going on. And that has to heal internally. That's what the actual six weeks is for is because your insides is effed up. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And so um, I think it's like you had to, I had to give myself grace, but I also was scared. Like, just like, but it's like, I'm scared because I don't want my husband to be too far away from me or, you know, over time, like this is, this is taking too long. And now we're estranged because we, we sexually, we're losing our compatibility sexually or what's the vibe going to be? You know what I'm saying? Ain't no belly here no more. What's that going to be like? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, it was just a whole lot of thoughts in my mind where, but it I was grateful to have a partner like you that was patient, that was, you know, just chilling. Like, hey, when when you ready, we good. You did get a little antsy at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable. You know, do you feel like we're sexually compatible? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. At times. <laughs> at times, for sure. <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah. Got it. Got it. Next. All right, moving on. Yeah, you on that for a minute. <laughs> Obviously. There must need to be a, a whole episode for that. Mm-hmm. Differing in intellect. So this is talking about like, I like to go to musicals and you like to sit at home and play video games. Like what, what do we like to do? What are, uh, well, what are, are so, not you, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. What are, what are the things that you like to do that is significantly different from the other person? Like I, I'll say even when we were in college, like I used to be in the studio or have gigs or be at shows and all that. And you were playing basketball. You were doing all things athletics. I was doing all things, all things music. Um, and basically this whole thing is like, what if you're the person that like, yo, I don't want to be around that. What if I'm the person that's like, I like baseball and you like basketball and you like, I'm not going to no Braves game. Yeah. Uh, I'm a hundred percent that person that will tell you if I don't want to do something, which sucks though. Um, explain. It sucks because if this is something that I now enjoy, if this is something that I want to do and you're now saying I'm not rocking. So now we can't do that because I don't necessarily want to do it apart. Like I didn't get married to have to do activities alone. You know what I'm saying? Like gotcha. <laughs> I, I got married so that I got a partner. So would, would you go to an opera? Absolutely. I would go to an opera. Uh, Especially because I've never been. I'm always about, all right, something new, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about that because when you're saying that, are you looking for support? Or are you looking for, like, dang. Somebody who's going to now love it with me? Yeah, are you looking for somebody that's going to love it with you? Because a lot of people, a lot of partners will lie and will go and will be in complete misery. disarray and mm-hmm. misery the whole entire time. And I'm not that person. I don't want to live in misery. So I'm going to say it. And let it be known, like, I don't want to go or I don't want to do this. And this is what it is. But then also understanding what you just said is that, but what if you really want that? What if you really want your partner to go? Then that's when things get fickle. Well, what what the article was saying was like, over time, if if these differ so much that you're going to spend the majority of your social or personal time away from the other person because this person doesn't want to be involved with your thing. Got you. Okay. Right. Like, so so, so, like even so, right. Like I'm a praise and worship leader, but you don't necessarily, we have dealt with this for almost a decade where I'm, it's also religion oriented. Seven yeah. pillars, yeah. But what we're we'll we'll get to religion, but with what that aspect is, like you don't necessarily identify with this church. Like this is not a church that you want to be at. Hundred yeah. percent. So I mean, I think that's different. But I will say, like that's an example of that like where I'm example. going somewhere every single week that you don't necessarily want to be at because you don't want to be there. And so now I'm spending all this time somewhere away from my family because it's not somewhere that you want to be. 
And so that's kind of like that aspect of what it's talking about is like, what is that thing that is this a non-negotiable? Is this a, because it, I mean, you do show up sometimes, you know what I mean? You show up for me. So I think that's different. But what, what it's talking about is like, am I spending the majority of my time doing my thing without you? Because you would, you just don't rock with it. You know what I mean? Right. I th- I mean, and, and looking on the other side of it, you also don't want to, I mean, I think you also want to have an identity outside your partner too. In a I sense. agree. I definitely agree with um, that. You don't want to have to, be so codependent mm-hmm. so i get that too but I, I i really feel like sometimes it's like okay you know you got your thing i got my thing um you know i don't really feel like doing that but you if you want to do that you can do that and having that discussion beforehand and mm-hmm. trying to sift out like okay do you want me to support you in this moment or do you just really want me to go right and letting that be known. But that's communication. Again, it all boils down to the same thing, same three facts, um, which is now communication and saying, hey, I want your support. I want to see you there. I want to have you there with me. I want to spend or I just want to spend some time with you. It's been a long time and I got to do this. Can you come with me? I just, you know, I miss your company or whatever. And I think it's just being honest. Relationships is marriage, especially, but relationships are a mirror. It's you being honest about the things that you need. You know what I mean? Um, I've had even moments with my best friend where we had been estranged because, you know, she had moved away for a while and my life was changing because I got pregnant and we just had to have a conversation. Like, you know, she hit me with the, I don't really know where I fit in this new version of your life. And I hit her with the, when you left, everything felt like it turned upside down for me because I didn't have my, my person anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Because y'all know you got soulmates um in in your spouse but you got like a soulmate person in life too and it was like i felt like i had lost one of my soulmates my husband was so ready for my best friend to come back to him and he was like oh my god i was just telling somebody this the other day like i remember that time when my wife i was her best friend like best friend like the point where you don't want to be he had to be my girl best friend and my husband i had to tell her like yo i don't care about what you talk about right now like (laughs) I don't even understand what you just said. I, I, I'm not there. You can't dump all this on me. Because you know, guys you, where's compartmentalize. Your where's, your <laughs> where's your friend? Like, you need a friend outside of me <laughs> that that gets this or you could confide in and, and it's needed, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah, it was a lot. It's real, though. But I think it's, it's being vulnerable enough to say this is where I am and this is what I need. Um, even in your friendships, like, you know what I mean? I have friends that are in multiple multi areas in my life that they, they serve different purposes. Like I have business friends. I have my married friends. I have my, my mom friends, my, my couple friends, like, um, and a lot of them are all in this, they're all the same person. They all fit in a lot of different categories, but it's like, I, I, I need to also be honest and vulnerable about what does this friendship look like for me? And, and what does your friendship look like for me? And, and how do I want you to show up as a friend or as a person in my life? So um, what was the next one? Uh, I think communication, communication is the next sure. one. One of the seven pillars of compatibility. And we pretty much talked about that through all the other seven pillars is communicating and being honest, honest and humble. I think why, why do you feel like people are so afraid to say well you definitely not afraid and this is definitely the perfect question for you (laughs) but why do you feel like people are so afraid to be honest about how they're feeling or the things that they need to feel whatever they're looking for people care too much about 
what other people think about them. Mm-hmm. Um, people are people pleasers at the same time, and I think we don't we we don't think of what we want to do in that sense. Like sometimes I feel like you gotta be you gotta be selfish in sometimes because because you can give yourself so much that it's not reciprocated and you can resent people for it. Mm-hmm. But to your point, to what you're asking me, I just feel like people they they want to be accepted so so much and for whatever reasons that they'll do say or anything just to just to be accepted. Mm-hmm. And for me, I pride myself on what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, you accept me or you don't. But I'm gonna live my life and I wanna live it free of other people's opinions. I think that is like that is my favorite part about you. And that is by far one of the major traits that I have tried to learn from you. Um, especially, you know, given my y'all understand, y'all know what I'm talking about. We already talked about the whole pleaser thing. Yeah. Um, I, I've asked him on many like, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, but sometimes in, in in another sense it can come off Rude, as hell. rude, direct, or some. Sometimes it can come off the wrong way, and that's kind of not how I want it to seem. I all I wanted to seem is that I'm genuine. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell you 100 percent the truth. He's not going to sugarcoat nothing with you. Mm-hmm. He's not going. He's not going to um, try to tell you what you want to hear. He's going to tell you what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. It's not. It's not that to say. Oh, this dude is is rude. He's a hole. Because I'm not like that anyway. No, you're not. But but I, we have had those conversations as well, where it's like, it's. I pride myself on communication. I pride myself on effectively articulating when I do decide to do that. <laughs> when I start to be that person and I, I finally start to express myself, I, I really pride myself on articulating it the best way possible so that people understand it. Because I, I've been the person where people said I was unapproachable because of how the 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 conversation was going. And to me, it's just being direct. To me, it's just like, get up and get to it. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. But what I had to understand is that, again, you have to communicate with people who, how and who they are. And, you know, we recently had a conversation where I'm like, yo, you cannot talk to people like that. And you were like, I just got to say what it is. And I'm like, you can say what it is and not say it that way. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? And I think that's also something that makes people skeptical or, um, they are, what's the word I'm looking for? They they don't want to express themselves because the response, even if they know, because I have a saying that says, know your personnel, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if I know, I'm, selling, I'm if I say this to Mal, this nigga about to eat me alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now what do I, now I might be Not choosing yeah. what I say to Malcolm because I'm, I know, and this is of course, assumption but that's what that's what experiences cause you to do yeah infer what i expect to happen moving forward yeah that's the trauma that you that you have um yeah i agree and and that can sometimes be uh misunderstood and really a a a flaw too Mm -hmm. you know that that can be worked on and i think it's important to understand that and know that for for yourself like if somebody uh if somebody can relate to this episode, understanding how you operate and how it can also make other people feel. Mm-hmm. So you can be sensitive to and learning how to communicate with how they, you know, how they are mm-hmm. and who they are. 
Yeah. Um, you're right. But that's where, I mean, the whole point of this episode, the whole topic of what we've been talking about is how you can be different from somebody, but you can learn a lot from your surroundings and the people that you surround yourself with, um, especially the people that you connect yourself, the person that you connect yourself to. Um, so it was being okay with, he might not, he might not be happy that I'm telling him this, but I have to tell you because it, it rubbed me the wrong ways. So I can only imagine what it, and I didn't even let you get it out. You know what I mean? Because I felt the, the, it was about to be bad, <laughs> but it was being okay with communicating something that was difficult to my partner. Um, even in multiple areas, finances in, in, you know, compatibility sexually, like he was talking about, um, it's being able to say, am I, am I not willing to have the hard conversations? Am I only willing to communicate the good stuff? Um, am I not willing to sit down and have the difficult conversations about the things that I don't like or, um, because of what it might make a person feel like. And that's where communication is really, really, really huge in compatibility. Like, am I going to be able to be with this person long-term and not and have to hold my tongue the whole time? Right. Let's talk about number six. Your favorite. Is it though? Religion. Let's talk about religion. Yes. Um, did you feel like we were compatible in that area? When we first met, that was um that was one of my concerns. Explain. Um, Explain. It was one of my concerns. Definitely grew up in a church. He did. And that's the thing. This is where I feel like sometimes uh, from a religious standpoint, how you grew up in in the churches that you grew up in and the denominations that you grew up in, they give us a depiction of what a believer looks like. And so Malcolm was not looking like the typical believer I, I knew. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't looking like the typical Christian that I knew. And so because of that, and that was just more so because my husband is an internal praiser, <laughs> like whatever you want to call it. Like Malcolm's not about to be out here hooping it. Malcolm's like, he's very, he, he has a very close relationship with God, but because it didn't look like what I was used to, I didn't think he was that person. Mm. And I even had, a, I remember I told you I had a, a, a friend um, at the time who was like, but do he know God though? Because <laughs> he doesn't feel like he knows him. And I was like, how do you know, bro? Like, right. how do you know? How do you know? Are you with him in his prayer time? Because mm. if you are, we need some, we got some other things to talk about, honey. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so I think the only reason I didn't think that was because of what I was used to seeing or what it looked like to be a Christian. And I honestly appreciated it more because you didn't look like what it looked like to be one, which is what I appreciated the most simply because now I'm like, yo, it's not even about a look. It's about your relationship. It's about how you commune with the father or whatever you want to say. Um, and so, uh, no, I didn't think we were going to be compatible, but there's that's communication. We started having conversations and yeah, the way I found out was the funniest thing ever because I remember I texted wow. you. I was we were at home. I don't remember where what time <clears throat> this was, but okay. I remember I texted you and I, you know, it was a regular WID. What you doing? And he was like, "Oh, I'm about to watch my show." And I'm like, "What show?" <laughs> <laughs> what show was? Oh, I know. It's like Sunday best. Sundays. <laughs> I was like, oh, "What?" Like y'all, look at Malcolm. Look at him. What, what does listen that to mean? Him. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's you craziness. would not see you and think that you are at home watching Sunday Mass. <laughs> like, what? That didn't make any sense to me. Oh, I was like, I'm hollering. Oh, wow. If you go to his mama house, though, she got, pray. what's the network? She, uh, 
what is it? Uh, whatever the gospel, whatever uh, the gospel station is, it plays all day, all day long in the silent abyss. Like it's, it's yes, it's just a, it's just a huge, yeah. And you learn every song. So uh, me and Malcolm, I be singing some real old stuff, and my husband, when he starts to sing it, I'm like you know about that he'd be like girl i grew up in the church and that's when we started to have that conversation about like your your upbringing and all that and like listen sharon don't pay sharon and gary don't play about no church they definitely don't they definitely don't Uh, they definitely had us in church and discipleship and everything else Mm -hmm. which i think creates a foundation that is needed um and i i could agree with you i i didn't look like i probably you know whatever you were used to Mm -hmm. um and i didn't I didn't serve in any churches, so mm-hmm. it definitely didn't look like what you were used to. I'm right, pretty for sure. Because sure. um, I dated wise, musicians my whole life. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is what it is. So I'm like, you know, I'm just me. And here's the thing. I said, I'm not going to put on. And I love that. I have a relationship with God, but I'm not going to put on like I do or do not. And mm-hmm. what you see is what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And you can take it for for you know for whatever it is, but for a while I was because like, you grew up in a whole different no- denomination. Than me. Yeah, facts. So your experience of religion wise, I uh, was completely different than mine. Now I, I don't know is is there a difference between religion and denomination? Is that a difference? Yes, there's a difference. Like religion is like Muslim, Christians, uh, Christianity, um, Hindu, you know, is okay denomination is like baptist right okay Um, so so we were we had the same religion then but we had different denominations we grew up correct significantly different and your bk and but i think one of the biggest things which we're actually learning now when we're because one of our newest conversations um is is like what's your what is your church need like what do you need from a church Mm, um when we're looking for a home church um and that's a conversation like that you don't really I feel like that's one of those levels of communication that most people don't even talk about. Like, what do you need from a church? I feel like sometimes you just end up at a space and do we both like this? But we've been having that conversation like, what do you need? And I think because of it's not just denomination, what I've broken down at this point, it's not just denomination It's really the environment that we grew up in from the sense of you went to a mega church like I remember the first time I visited your church, we was in the nosebleeds. Like I, ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, why am I at the nosebleed? Why am I in the nosebleeds at church? Mm-hmm. I had never experienced that. Um, but I grew up in like a, a, a family church where it was, you know, a couple hundred people, but everybody kind of knew everybody mm-hmm. or you grew up with the same people. Um, and I mean, to this day, like I still talk to my friends that I, you know, grew up, we're having kids where, yep. you know, they were in my wedding, all that kind of stuff. And so I think for more than just denomination, the secondary thing to that has been the size of the church. And because your church was so large, you didn't have the same type of family co- type community that I had because my church was way smaller than yours. Mm-hmm. You had thousands of people, three services. Yeah, We had <laughs> one service and a couple hundred people every single week. So I think that does contribute to it. But uh, when they're talking about religion, you know, we're talking about, it's important to have conversations where, you know, we had to start talking about how would we want our son to grow up or 
you know, how will yeah. we raise our family? And I think that's really, really since Caden's been here, I don't think it's been as much. I mean, I don't think before him, it was as much as a pressing issue as it has been since he's been here. Where it's kind of like, okay, what's our plan moving forward? Are we yeah. a church family? <laughs> are we, uh, what right. are we? And I think, I think for me, because you're a praise and worship leader, mm-hmm. I've always gone to whatever church you were at mm-hmm. and i had got to a space where i'm like i'm no longer just gonna go because my wife serves here i wouldn't know if i'm getting fed there and if i'm not i gotta make some changes or i gotta you know i gotta figure it out um because i think a lot of people deal with that especially if you if you with somebody that's you know a praise and worship leader mm-hmm. you don't just want to go to a church because they're going mm-hmm. um i don't think that's fair on your end and i don't think it's fair on their end you know, because you, you might not be given, you know, 100 percent there because mm-hmm. you don't get fed there. So I, I had dealt with that. And I was like, man, I'm going to go where I where I where I feel like I'm fed the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have time to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, thank God we have time to figure it out. But uh, I think I had wrestled with that. Like, are we compatible in that area because of that? Like, man, I'm she's serving here and I ain't, I ain't serving nowhere. But. I don't want to keep going yeah, somewhere. Don't let Mark fool, fool y'all. Though. We did serve at a church together. We did serve at a church together. That's, that is <laughs> Mark, not true. Yeah. Mark was a trustee. Definitely. Uh, trustee Malk. He was my he was my only faithful praise team listen, member. Listen, I was holding that tenor <laughs> position down. He was. Holding so we down. have served together in church, so it is. But we did grow up, like you said, in two different denominations. I was honestly... You were the first person that I ever dated or brought home to my parents where the question wasn't about how are you going to make that work? Hmm. I wonder why. I think they knew you were my husband, too, because it has always been a question and concern and comment in my household. And you were the first person where because at the end of the day, um, you weren't the first guy I dated that was Baptist or that went to church on Sundays. Like I said before, I grew up church guy Sunday. I went to church on Saturdays my entire life. Um, and you weren't the first guy that I'd ever dated that didn't go to that, you know, that went to church on Sunday or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you were the first one that when I brought you home, that was not a, a question on the, te- even when you proposed or when we started talking about marriage and, you know, it was still wasn't a like, but what are you guys going to do about that? You know what I mean? Where it had been a conversation before. So I think they just knew you was my husband, but <laughs> that's what we talking about. Religion, religion, compatibility. Like, you know, if, if you're two different religions, if you're, you're a Catholic and you're a Muslim or you're a Christian, you're a Muslim, like, are we having the conversation of what this looks like long-term? And it's not to say that it doesn't, it's not with anything that we said so far, it's not that it doesn't work or that it can't work. It's that, are you going to have the conversation in regards to what this looks like for us or will look like? And number seven, of course, is finances. We've already talked about money a lot, but that, that is huge. Yeah. Are you, do you have the same philosophy around money? Um, do you know? Do you and your partner think of money the same way? Do you spend money in the same way? Uh, do you, you make a lot of your money the same way? You know, all these things uh, you kind of want to be thinking about um, if you're compatible in that area. And for us, we definitely didn't spend money the same way. We didn't make money the same way for a long time either. That too. Like you got to remember, I, I y'all, y'all remember I talked about like I would go home for summer break and I was working for the government. So you're talking about I'm making ten to fifteen grand. I'm saving ten to fifteen thousand in the summer. 
and you making fifty dollars a week from your dad's paycheck. <laughs> it was crazy. Shut you know, me. struggling athlete. Man, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. And how even they, so, after that, us. like you was in college while I was full time working now for the government. Yeah. And then we swap roles. I couldn't find a job and I was doing entrepreneurship and you were working and then we both started building a business and now we're focusing on building uh, multiple businesses. And so um, we've, we've made money multiple different ways. We definitely don't spend money the same way. My husband is not materialistic at all. Would you um, would you say you're materialistic though? I'm not materialistic. I just like things when I like them and I want them when I want them. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You think I'm materialistic? I think you were. I think you were materialistic. I think, I think that it was dumb though when I was. <laughs> I think that when if you saw it, you wanted it. And yes, for me, I just said it was that. like not like you were influenced by like okay, if they got this, I wanted too. I think you were like that. Ish, and I will say it was till I did it. You know what I'm saying? I was the person that always wanted to experience being able to go to the mall because I wanted to get what I wanted to get and just getting it because it was yeah. Tuesday, not because I done saved up, not because I done waited all this. No, I just it's Tuesday. I want it. You know what I'm saying? I like I like to eat good. You know I like to go. I'm 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 sorry. I I like the seventy dollar steak and and the the family Ooh. style. Don't you dare because y'all my, <laughs> don't let my fool you because he a hundred percent is down for that cause every time. Yeah, um, but I'm a so I'm I'm more so the budget mindset and I do things in moderation. Yeah, and I for think, me we could do that every I week. I think you know super far ahead. I think every guy does. And like I said, I had that conversation with you years ago when I said that if if anything should have gone south between us financially, they look at the man first. They don't look at the woman. So there's, there is a pressure there amongst men to make the right decisions financially mm-hmm. and to be smart with your money or or to have your money together. That's why a lot of us say we want to have our money straight before we even get into marriage. When honestly, bro, you could you could struggle with their struggle. You know, y'all can come up together. You don't have I, to have I it all together. Um, but it, it does depend on the person you choose to, to, to partner with. Mm hmm. But I think there there is that level of uh, a pressure amongst men that we don't talk about. Um, we, we don't have that conversation enough to say like, yeah, man. I mean, there is an uh, underlying pressure there, but you don't have to bear it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you can do smart things with your money and be and be financially savvy. Um, and have a certain mindset where it's not that you're looking cheap, but you're you're looking to look out for your family, and, and it's okay with that. And again, I feel I think I feel like the this is my life lesson. You, you want yeah, because I mean, this is part of the show where we get to talk about the life lesson. Yeah, so. I feel like my life lesson is that compat the word compatibility can be seen in a negative connotation, like do we work or will we fit? But I feel like the ultimate when you've truly understood compatibility is when you've accepted the person for the differences that they had they have and you choose to adopt some of them, learn some of them and see how they, how we can coexist with them. Um, because especially when we're talking financially, we're talking about different styles of communication. We're talking about life goals and and hobbies and all those different types of things. When we're talking about those things, it's, can I exist in your world and can you exist in mine? Am I willing to go into your world and, and, and understand what happens and how this world functions? Because a lot of people don't realize that, we all live on the same planet 
We live on the same earth, but we live in different worlds. Everybody has their own personal world. And so it's my willingness to come over in to Malcolm's world and learn how Malcolm's world operates. So because I have to be here often and it's you saying I'm going to come over in Brittany world and, and understand how her world operates and how I function here and what I should do here so that I can live with this person with all their differences, but they now become compliments to me. And I think that's what is one of my favorite parts about how we've grown over these last 10 years is that all the areas that I feel like um, are my weaknesses are places where you are extremely strong, which now makes us very complimentary versus you are just significantly different from me. Yeah, I think my life lesson is you can be very different from your partner um, and it's okay. Um, but allow, like you said, allow yourself to learn from your partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, adopt some of the things that they do well that can come into your arsenal and makes you a more whole person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes we, we say, oh, we're different, we'll never work. No, you're different for a reason. Exactly. They're different for a reason and embrace that, but also, you know, identify some of your similarities and what, and what y'all like to do together. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like you'll find some, um, some common ground on a lot of things on a lot of topics or a lot of situations and, um, and, and, you know, you'll be able to move forward. And then I'm a, I have a life, life lesson. (laughs) Don't forget that the person that God created for you, he literally hand created, hand picked and selected all the characteristics that they needed that you don't know you need until you meet that person. And so it's kind of like embracing them because God knew what you would need. He knew exactly the type of person that you had to be with to become your whole self. Yeah, It's remembering That's that real. the person that God has made for you is going to be perfect for you, even in all the differences that you have. So, I like that. It's one of my favorite episodes. And you cute. All right, y'all. Well, this has been fun. Cause he's trying to take me home. Listen, make sure y'all follow us at uh, So Let's Talk About It Pod on Instagram. You can follow me at Brittany Danelle on Instagram. My name is Malcolm Garrison. Also, you can follow me on IG Malcolm underscore two underscores Garrison. So y'all make sure y'all blow up the email at so let's talk about it pod at gmail.com. Um, and make sure that you like, share, subscribe, um, share with a friend if you're enjoying this and we want to hear from you. Uh, we want to hear how you guys are liking it. What are your some of your takeaways? What are your personalities that you guys have um, now discovered? Um, and Facts. then uh, we want to know. And join the Patreon. Yes. And we love y'all. We'll Appreciate see you guys you. on the next episode. Let's talk about it. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.